beloveds, welcome back to The Word is Resistance, the podcast where we are exploring what our Christian sacred texts have to teach us about living, surviving, and even thriving in the context of empire, tyranny, violence, and repression, the times in which we are living today. What do our sacred stories have to teach us as white folks about our role in resistance and showing up and in liberation? What wisdom is there for us as white Christians in these troubled, violent times of pandemics and racial capitalism and the beauty of resistance? I am Reverend Kelsey Beebe, pronouns she, her, hers. I am an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ, and I serve as a local pastor at two UCC churches just south of Milwaukee. I'm also the executive minister of the nonprofit Dancing Pastor Ministries and host of the Lady Preacher podcast, which is a podcast for progressive Christians. I live in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on the homeland of the Potawatomi peoples alongside Lake Michigan. This podcast is a project of Surge Faith and is particularly designed for white Christians. White Christians talking to other white Christians about race and white supremacy. We believe white Christians like us, like me, have a responsibility to commit ourselves to resisting white supremacy, to speaking up and showing up and disrupting white supremacy where we find it, including in our own Christian tradition. And we do this work remembering we are building up a new world. This live recording of Dr. Vincent Harding's song for the Freedom Movement is of a multiracial movement choir practice in Denver, Colorado in December, 2014, being led by Minister Daryl J. Walker. We are deeply grateful to the Freeney Harding family for letting us use the song for this podcast. The word is resistance. Let us pray. God of many blessings, we pray today for peace in your world. May each person who is listening today be filled with your love and accompanied by your grace. We ask that you open our hearts and minds today as we absorb your good news. In your name we pray. Amen. We are reading today from the New Revised Standard Version, the updated edition, and I invite you to listen to these words from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them and be their God. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life.
my friends, in this scripture passage from the book of Revelation, we get a vision from John of what it would be like to to live as God's beloved community on this earth. What would it look like to reimagine a world in which there is no more pain, no more crying, no more injustice, no more empire? What would it be like to imagine that? And I don't know if you caught, but I use the word beloved community very specifically because this is a term that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King He didn't coin it, but he is the one who popularized it. And if we look at how he explains it, and I'm I'm actually pulling a quote from the King Center, which is the memorial institution founded by Coretta Scott King to further his work. And so I want to read to you from that. And this is the beginning of the quote. Dr. King's beloved community is a global vision in which all people can share in the wealth of the earth. In the beloved community, poverty, hunger, and homelessness will not be tolerated because international standards of human decency will not allow it. Racism and all forms of discrimination, bigotry, and prejudice will be replaced by an all-inclusive spirit of sisterhood and brotherhood. And I would add the word siblinghood. My friends, this is what John is envisioning. This is what he believes is possible. This is God making all things new, a world where there's no more poverty, no more hunger, no more homelessness, because if we were to follow in God's ways, in the ways that Christ came to teach us about, we wouldn't allow that. There would not be homelessness because we just wouldn't allow it. Our faith wouldn't allow it. God wouldn't allow it. Any forms of discrimination and bigotry and prejudice as the King Center writes would be replaced, would be removed. This is the vision that that John is having. This new heaven and new earth is not actually someplace else. It's not us being taken away or in a new place. It's actually God coming to dwell here on earth. The sticky part, I know we've been focusing on this podcast on where anti-Semitism starts to creep up and how there's, we can find mutual interest in these ideas. And so I just want to name that one sticky part of this passage is the idea of new Jerusalem, because That has been interpreted in ways that have led to deepening of anti-Semitic ideologies. That this vision is a new thing and that the old thing is bad. But I want to lift up that many of the commentaries I read in preparation for this talk about how John is actually heavily relying on Hebrew prophets like Jeremiah and Ezekiel and their visions for what it would look like for God to create all things new. Because if we can go back to maybe when we've read from those prophets and think about what they're saying, they're, they're trying to create a vision of what God hopes for, what God wants, what God's desires are on this earth. And where we find the mutual interest is that in John's vision, in Ezekiel and Jeremiah's vision, 
when they're, they're trying to call on what God's vision would be, it's about all of creation. It is all of us being lifted up and not just human beings. The whole of creation is cared for, is honored, is loved. That in beloved community and in God's vision for the world, some are not lifted up over the others. But we are all intertwined, woven together, and equal in that weaving. That it's this all-inclusive spirit, as the King Center wrote, of sisterhood, brotherhood, siblinghood, bringing us together. That it's about all benefiting from this sense of community where everyone belongs. I think one of the things we struggle with the most in this world is having that sense of belonging. How many of us have stood in a space and thought to ourselves, I don't belong here. What God envisions in this world and what John is trying to pull on is this true belief that it is possible for that to never happen again. That it will never happen again where someone will enter a room or a creature would enter a room and feel as if they do not belong. That that is at the root of this, this sense of true, true belonging, that we belong to God, God belongs to us, and we belong to each other. And part of this, this vision from John is also about anti-empire. We have seen the ways that empire has crushed the spirits of so many, has lifted up some over others, that people become stepping stones for other people to rise up. And that is what John's vision is about crumbling that system. It's anti-Roman empire, anti-anything that stomps on other people. It's about breaking that down and building up something new. What would it look like for us to weave Dr. King's vision of beloved community with John's vision in which God dwells with us, comes down to earth, and then we partner with God so that no one ever goes hungry. There are no more tears. There's no more injustice, discrimination, bigotry, prejudice, but instead there is beloved community. It's imagining a new way of being together here on earth, not in heaven, but here. It's the embodiment of what we pray so often in the Lord's prayer. Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's about here and now, not not someplace else. It's believing and imagining that this is possible, but it's not far off, but that we can live into that here and now. I want to end with a quote from the Working Preacher Commentary from this week that was written by C. Wes Daniels. He writes, Revelation gives us a blueprint for what we might call authentic resistance. That is a resistance that is both deconstructive and constructive. Dismantling the powers by exposing the lies and wickedness that underlie while also seeking to build a more authentic community and a society that reflects who we are called to be 
by Jesus who is present in our midst. My friends, I hope you join me in imagining and living into this beloved community that I believe is possible. For today's call to action, I invite you to look more into Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's idea of beloved community. I will put several links and resources in the show notes for you. You can learn more about the King philosophy at thekingcenter.org. You can read one of his books, his last book, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or Community, talks a lot about his vision for beloved community and imagining this new way of being together. So I encourage you to to look into those resources, to learn more, and then to donate to an organization that you believe is part of doing that work of reimagining a new world order. You can probably donate to the King Center or another organization that you believe in, perhaps in your local community that is part of that work of imagining a new world order and believing that there's a better way that we can belong and be in community together. I wanna thank you for being here. Thank you to Reverend Ann Dunlap. I don't know if y'all know this, but she coordinates all of us (laughs) and has a sign up and and reminds us to come on here. Uh, I will admit this week, I didn't have this radar and she sent me a little nudge and I'm just so grateful for the work that she is doing. And I just want to take a moment to lift that up that Reverend Ann Dunlap has such an instrumental piece in putting this out there every week. And thank you to you for listening. Thank you to our incredible sound editor, Claire Hitchens, who makes this magic happen every week as well. And now my friends, I invite you as we close to receive this blessing. May you go forth into your day, into your week, and into your life, knowing that you are one of God's beloved children, that you belong here, that you are part of God's vision for what it would look like for heaven to come to earth, for pain and tears to be no more, but for us to live together as one. May you go forth held in the loving arms of our creator, our redeemer, and our sustainer. Go in peace. Amen. Build